How good's D-Paz? <laughs> He's nailed that. We waited so long for that too. It was it was worth the wait. Oh, that air horn. Is he saying those words? Who's saying it? He's singing. Yeah, D-Paz is singing. He's singing. Yeah, pretty pretty incredible voice. What a guy. Him. God, how good is that? That's really going to top this thing off, you know. There's been a lot of a lot of hype around that, hasn't there? Yeah, big time. Every week you've said D-Paz is working on it. Yeah. He's pulled through. He has. Yeah, he has been working on it, hasn't he? <laughs> that is epic. He's a genius. So good. So that's the new intro song. Um, that's by a friend of ours, Jordan De Pasquale. He's got a band called Trace Decay. So give them a follow on Instagram and Spotify. That's T-R-A-C-E-D-E-C-A-Y. He's a singer-songwriter, musical genius. Um, All round good bloke. Yeah, great bloke. What's been happening? I'm so glad everybody's back together. It's been a while. It's been ages. I think it's been about a month. Has it been a month? No, it hasn't. Since yeah, we were all I think here. I think, I think it's been a month. Since we were all together. It was before Powhatan. Powhatan. <laughs> when was, was that? Powhatan week. That was at least two, three weeks ago. Probably, yeah. I'm still actually... Like rattled by that. Same. I think, I think about, about it. Time. Yeah, think about it. Yeah. What pole time beating is he? Yep. Yeah, we called it too. Yeah, it was pretty good. We were pretty spot on with all of those, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. He's too strong. Yeah. He was, well, he, he was scary. Yeah, he's. Uh, I don't know. He's going to fight Izzy again next. I'm pretty sure. Well, um, I read something interesting today. It was actually Sean Strickland's views, but they made a lot of sense. For once, really. Really? <laughs> so he reckons, um, like, Rob is probably next in line, right? Like, he's due for the next title shot. He's beating everyone. I think he's going to clean up Costa in Australia. Um, 100%. But even if he wins that, they reckon they're going to give the rematch to Izzy straight away because uh, if Rob versus Poetan, you know, he's got his game plan against Poetan. He could beat Poetan, if, especially if he gets hold of him. Um, takes him to the ground. And then UFC are just going to want to follow the cash cow, you know, and have that uh, Izzy rematch instead of having Rob win, then Rob become champion, then Izzy fight Rob, then Izzy beat Rob again or whatever. So that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. I Get think the rematch going. I think there's heaps of um, people in that division that could beat Boatan. Yeah. But then they got to, but like, even if they're going to take him down, pretty scary going in there with those knees of his and stuff like oh, that. And just one, one clean left, they're gone. Yeah, I kind of would rather see him fight someone else besides Izzy next, but it's it's going to be Izzy. We'll take that too. That'll be great oh, anyway. It'd be it, amazing. It'll be so hyped up. Anyway, yeah, I just uh, couldn't do one last week because obviously I had to go in for an emergency emergency surgery and get the old um, appendage out. Appendage? Do you know how do you say, how do you say it? Appendix? Appendix. appendix? I think it's got an X Yeah, the but the A-P-P-E-N-D-I-X, that's a different thing to what's actually inside you, right? Uh, an appendix, an appendix is, like, is like a book where you would get a listing of where to find things. 
Is that not what's it's in not, your stomach? It's, it, that's not the same thing as what got cut out of my I know stomach. there's not a book in your stomach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if there was, what kind of book would it be? Uh, fantasy book. Fantasy porn. Yeah. <laughs> you think it's not an appendix, Minga? It's I de- don't think it's spelled I'm, like I'm, that, I'm, dude. I, I think, think it's, it's definitely an appendix. <laughs> I, know, I know you're talking about the... Appendix, here we go. An appendix is the thing in a book. What do you think it is an appendix? <laughs> no, it's an appendix. It's an appendix. It's an appendix. Appendix. Multiple appendix. <laughs> nah, or it's, or, or it's an appendix. So the appendix is a narrow finger-shaped pouch that protects, projects out from the colon. Yeah. But here we go. Because isn't an appendage like a... Like a, just a, here we go, appendage. What you're saying is an appendage, spelled D-A-G-E, is a, a thing that is added or attached to something larger or more important. Oh, yeah, like a, like a finger or something can, is an appendage. Yeah. But yep. how do you spell the one that got cut out of my stomach? Um, like how, how it sounds like D-I-X. It's spelled Append- the same as the one that's in the book. Appendix, yeah. That's fucking weird. How's it pronounced, Corbs? Can we find that out? Uh, yeah, hang on. Appendix. Anyway. They might have taken a part of his brain out as well, Corbs. <laughs> <laughs> this, this pronunciation part. Anyway, I wouldn't wish that shit upon anybody. That was an absolute up, up, fucking nightmare. Appendix. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I told you. Appendix. Yeah. Um, but anyway, moving you've on. A, you've had a big <laughs> week, Minga. Yeah, it's been hectic. Got a couple of stab wounds. I tell you what, though, I was trying to because it came on the Wednesday night, and I was trying to kind of like, I just thought I had a sore stomach, and I was trying to fight it, fight it off, you know, and go to sleep because it came on right before I went to sleep, and. So I just took, it was pretty bad, like it was a bad sore stomach and I thought, oh, I, it was bad enough to take like a Panadol, but I thought if I get through the night, I can, I'll wake up the next morning fine. I just thought it was one of those things. And then about, I don't know, three or four hours later and about fucking four more Panadols later, it had just gotten so much worse. I was like rolling around on the floor, like crawling over to the bathroom and almost vomiting and, uh. That's when I was like to Tish, I was like... So you were crawling? I was in that much pain, Fuck. dude. And then I, I, I was like, ah, oh, Tish, I think you're going to have to take me to the hospital because there's definitely something wrong here. It just kept getting worse and escalating and the pain and it was just constant. And um, then that was that horrible moment of realisation where you know you're going to the emergency room at a hospital at like 2am in the morning. It's never... It's never, never fun. It's so ah. daunting. And then I was, then we got in the car and went there. And luckily, there wasn't many people. And then there was just like a homeless guy um, in there in like a hospital wheelchair for the night. And I, I started vomiting in that waiting room. Oh, minga! Like, but I was in, I was in so much pain and discomfort. Shit. And then I laid down on this disgusting tweed hospital floor. Because I just couldn't get like I couldn't get comfortable any in any any position. So where's the pain? It's like where was it? Like front. Well, mine was in like the left side of my stomach, front left, bottom like left. But the 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 appendix is on the 
right, which was weird, but they said that's kind of common to have the pain on the left when it's inflamed or infected or whatever. But anyway, I, bet, I, I, I was vomiting, like making these horrible sounds in that waiting room and just like rolling around on the floor. So they came out fairly quickly. I was probably only in there for like 15 minutes and they put me in a bed and started giving me morphine and stuff. But the fucked up thing was the morphine and the endone wasn't working. They first gave me the morphine through the drip thing. I got like a little bit of like a warm feeling and, it, and I felt it kind of like run through my veins and I was like, oh, here we go. This is what I'm talking about. But it actually like didn't, it, it kind of made me feel good for like five minutes and then it wore, and then it stopped and I just kept getting that pain. And then they were giving me endone and topping me up with more morphine like throughout the night, but it wasn't getting any better. And, I, and then I was rolling around for about... Because I had to wait there till the morning to get a scan and for the blood test to come back. I reckon I was rolling around for like eight hours in <sighs> like pure agony. And, and like thoughts of like just dying being a better option were like coming into my head. Isn't it pretty bad if your appendix bursts? Yeah, I think like, you can die. Why, yeah, why didn't... You'd think they'd be quicker than eight hours, you know? People like, would have died back in the day a oh. lot from that sort of shit if they, before they started like cutting them out and realising what it was. And they would have been the most slowest, most painful deaths, man. It would have been fucking horrendous back in the day dealing with all that sort of shit. But I was like, I remember the point when I started thinking like I'd probably rather die was when, was because I didn't have like, I was in this pain, but I didn't have a, like an end in sight. It was no like relief. no, there was no, and the pain relief wasn't working. But there was no end in sight, and the pain only kind of stopped or became manageable the next morning at about ten a.m. when the doctor came in and said you're going in for surgery in half an hour, and then it kind of like stopped. And I think it was because I knew that when I went in for surgery, I wasn't going to be in pain anymore. Yeah, mental like, aspect. Yeah, before that was such a hectic like mental battle, and I'm sure people have fucking had shit way worse than that. But I got to say, for what it is, um. It's fucking painful. Oh, yeah. And I hope you never have to go through with yeah, it. That sounds horrible. Minga, can you tell us? I don't know if you would remember surely telling me, because I spoke to you just after you got out, mm. how, wh- what effect the drugs had on you when you were wheeled out. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's easily the best part of this story. Yeah, when I was coming out of... um, Because <laughs> you know when you get on the anaesthetic and they put you to sleep, you're, when you're waking up, it's like you're in, you can just be in like a really weird place. And I was getting wheeled out. I, I kind of first came to after the surgery, getting wheeled out of the surgery room into the room where they put you and wait. And like, so you've got like four different doctors or nurses like pushing you on each side of the bed. There was like two at the front and then two pushing beside me. And I remember like kind of waking up and I thought I was, <laughs> I fully thought I was Alexander Volkanovsky walking out for a fight. <laughs> And I'm like, and as I'm like walking on the bed, I, I, I started saying like, oh, are we fighting? Are we fighting? And then the nurse like, and the nurse like looked at me and she's like, it's okay, hon, it's okay. You just woke up. It's okay. And I'm like, what, are we fighting? Like I fully thought that I, I don't know why I thought I was, why it was Volkanovsky or whatever, but I thought I was him like walking out into a fight just for like a, just for like a couple of seconds while, when I first woke up and then I sort of just started coming to and I couldn't like stay conscious. They kept telling me like not to go to sleep and I kept like drifting off and I was sitting there trying to tell myself like, don't go to sleep. You're probably going to die or something. <laughs> and I was just like, just kept drifting off and they kept waking me up. I don't know why that is, but yeah, it was pretty funny. 
Jeez, so good. That's good, Mingo. <laughs> so glad your mind took you to one place and that was a bulk. <laughs> yeah. You morphed into another body <laughs> and mind frame. How funny Could is have that? been anyone and it was fucking Volk. It was Volk. <laughs> yeah. It says something, hey? Yeah, it says a lot about Volk. <laughs> Could be a bit of omenry coming to you. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Since we missed the tickets. Yeah, it was a spiritual experience. Yeah. Oh, we missed the tickets to that fucking Perth event. That sold out so quickly. Oh, ne- I haven't been that devastated about something in a while. I had four browsers on. Four different... Two phones, two computers going. Chock had three going. Still missed. <laughs> By the time we got in, there was $600 tickets available. And there were single seats only. How does that And then happen? we tried to even select them and they were gone. So it was, it was sold out in seconds. How does that even happen? It's just like, do you think they reserve so many for corporates and that as well there? Oh, I don't know. It fucking pisses me off. How many available? Sh- shattering. I don't know, but it's in Perth at some... If that like some dog shit little place. Yeah, yeah where is it again? What? Uh, we looked at it and it was like, it's like I some, can't believe they're doing it there. It's an arena. So it's not like, it would be max 20,000 I would say. But yeah, why are they doing the biggest fight in Australian combat sports history in somewhere where they can only fit like max 20,000? Why the fuck would they not put it back at Marvel? And one of the biggest fights in combat history. Yeah. Internationally even, like... In mixed martial arts, like, why the fuck is it in Perth? Why are we not packing out Marvel Stadium like they did for like Robin Izzy? It doesn't make like it fucking. And I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be saying this if we got the tickets. <laughs> but like, honestly, we'd be stoked with the venue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really enclosed. You yeah. can really feel the atmosphere. Be nice and into yeah. it. You're, you're right on top of the fight. Yeah. But anyway, fuck Perth. I don't know. They don't deserve it. I actually went to a fight night. Did I tell you, Corpse? Nah. I was in Sydney two weeks ago. Um, oh, yeah, you did, actually. Yeah, oh, yeah I told you, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Gallon? Gal. Yeah, he actually wasn't even the main event. The main event was Zarafa and oh, yeah. this Italian bloke. Um, yeah, it was interesting. First, I think it was the first time I've ever been to a fight of any kind. Have you guys been to fights? Yeah. Nah. Well, nothing, not, only like low Not level. boxing or anything, nah. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah, well... Bit of riffraff. How does the raffer go? Fuck, they hate Cop- him. Everyone yeah, hates I him. I remember you saying he copped a bit of shit. Copped so much shit. Well, he pulled out of that zoo fight at the last second. Yeah, after talking a bit of shit. No one's forgot that. What was the crowd like? Numbers. Just like... Uh, I'd say the crowd was general. rough. Yeah. Yeah, quite rough, but funny. People yelling out funny stuff, getting hammered. I didn't see any dramas within the crowd, but there was a lot of abuse towards... Probably Zarafa the most. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Bit of a novelty. They all left. The funny thing was, Zarafa was the main event. Gal fought second last against Hodges. And everyone just left after that fight. So the main event had, I'm not joking, I reckon three quarters of the crowd left. There was like no one left by the end of the Zarafa fight. Um, and he was just, you could, at that point, because there weren't many people in the crowd, you could just hear... <laughs> individual Everything. bits of abuse towards him which yeah it's sad or whatever but it was funny um what yeah. was some of the abuse oh, like calling him like a weak like a weak cunt you can say cunt <laughs> i can say cunt fuck fucking weak cunt fucking weak cunt like just shit like just proper abuse pretty crazy like 
That's a good one. That's a good go to your week. Yeah, week. Someone in the crowd yeah. yelling it out to a boxer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> getting in the got, ring. He actually got sucked in. He actually got sucked in. <laughs> Why? What was he doing? Like after the fight, there were people still going him and he he stood on the corner of the ropes and like got up and like pointed at someone out and was abusing him. And there was like no one left at that point, so it was quite personal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wonder how much shit he would cop in real life. I know he copped a lot after that zoo pull out. Like people aren't going to say shit to him while he's walking down the street. Wasn't there <laughs> They're a not going to say shit when he like nah. to, to face a to professional face boxer? Face I'm pretty to face. sure there was recently a hit on his life. Oh, what? and and he found and out attempted. about it. Went to the cops. What for? Oh, no, I don't planned. think I don't think it happened. It was planned. What? What for? Was it boxing related? I don't know what. Because he pulled out of the zoo fight. <laughs> That's some serious <laughs> boxing fans. Uh, <laughs> I'll I'll, ch- I'll Google this because I, I think it's real. Yeah. Well. Anyway. What um? How you been? Are you all right? You need a blanket or anything? It's pretty warm. I'm a little bit chilly, actually. Just the, <laughs> just the appendages are a bit cold. <laughs> it's hot as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Aussie boxing bombshell Michael Zarafa reveals a contract was placed on his life in the aftermath of the Tim Zoo withdrawal. It's not a joke. Wow. Zarafa has a sensationally revealed that he was forced to seek protection from Victoria Police this year after being warned a contract had been taken out on his life. Jesus. Who the fuck cares about Australian boxing that much? I don't know, Minga. A contract has been taken out on his life. What a load of shit, though. Yeah, how did <laughs> he get whim of it, you know? But, like, as if anybody's going to put up a bunch of money for a contract to... A con- contractor killer to kill him for pulling out of a fight. I'd been told by people that I had a hit out on me. Obviously, I couldn't take that lightly, so I went to police and made statements. It was out of control. Nobody knew how true the threat was, but the police were involved. I don't know. Probably fucking got pranked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a bit of like a... Going Could've to a payphone and calling a bomb threat into your school or something like just that. Just a side comment at a bar, like... Mate, people are pretty off ya. There's a hit out on ya. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's taking it very seriously. Oh, yeah. Boy. Well, what a, have you been watching a lot of the cricket, Mingo? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I did watch a bit of the cricket. It was the per- it was in Perth uh, last week, so the timing was good. Like a test match finishing. I think it was finishing at about nine o'clock. The day night is on now, so we've probably got the best two viewing time matches on out of the first two. Um, but fuck the West Indies struggled, didn't they? They get trounced. It's pretty shit. Like watching Australia dominate in Australia is just not that exciting. But Steve Smith back in form yeah. and um, back as captain too. He's captaining today, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Bit weird. Why is that? Why is he captaining? Cummins is out. Okay. I don't really know. I Are the West Indies a min now? Oh, I think they're ranked number eight. What what constitutes a minow? <laughs> what's a, a minow? I, I would say like that. What, what's a min a minow? You, know, min you know, like the like the sh- the shit teams from like from like third world countries. They're not like, a traditional. Or just minow. countries that aren't good at cricket. I shouldn't say third. I've, I've never heard of minow. Like a minow would be like a Bangladesh, a Zimbabwe. Okay, you never heard Ireland. of that. Never heard of the phrase. Yeah, yeah they, they were the minows in the World Cup T Twenty. Oh, true. There we go. The minows don't even qualify sometimes. Wow. Mm, but they're not. So what do you... Is that, does that go on ranking? I'd say that the West Indies are 
not a minow, but they are half minow. They're half minow. Half minow. Minow. Half minow. Half minow, man. They are. Um, doing calling me minow, man. Oh shit. They were a real powerhouse. That's a bad accent. <laughs> They were pretty good. It was, no, it was no, like good when they were good. The eighties and stuff, they were so good. They had all the fast bowlers, good batsmen. But now they're struggling. But um it was good to see Smith made two hundred, Labashane two hundred. It was pretty fucked, wasn't it? Really? Was that last if it, Wednesday? If you didn't make runs That was last Wednesday, wasn't it? It started last Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Labashane was on fire. Yeah. Um but I think we play South Africa next. Potentially the next test. I can't really remember, but I think this is only a two-match series with West Indies and then it's South Africa for the rest of the summer, so that hopefully will be more entertaining. How are they going? Not sure how they're even going, to be honest. Someone asked me that today. They, probably over the last 10 years, they've probably been the best test side, maybe them in India. Really? Um, Yeah, they're good. They're good. Could um, be interesting. Could be, and also South Africa... Conditions and Australian conditions are similar, so they're not going to come here and struggle with the conditions, you wouldn't think. Which should make it good. I was just trying to look up anything on Minow, but I can't find it. But I'm probably not spelling it right, to be honest. Do you know how to spell it, Minga? M-I-N-N-O-W? Oh, is that it? I was thinking of M-I-N-O-U. But it's a, it's a I, don't know, I don't even know what it is. Yeah, yeah. What is it, Minga? I think you're right. That's how you spell it. Well, um, a definition of it. What would? How would Minga pronounce it? Min. Minwa. 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 What do the Minwas? Uh, Minwas are loosely defined as the new entrant in ODI slash test cricket. All countries have been Minwas, except Aussie, except Aussies and Pakistan. What? So England have been Minwas. Minwas. Uh, hang on. Batting and bowling averages of each country by decade was compared to that of the rest of the world. Uh, two indices were created. Uh, uh, P.I., where it was assumed that deficiencies of bowling and batting could not compensate each other. P.I. was calculated. Oh, my God. It was average of the two, where it was assumed that batting and bowling can cover up differences. Uh, so they averaged out batting and bowling in the t- and the countries that had inferior averages uh, became the minows. Wow. Good, uh, new- good news is, boys, South Africa are third in the test rankings at the moment. Take that. West Indies, eighth. Australia? First. No, yes, first. Who's second? India. India. What, England, four? England, four. New Zealand, five. Pakistan, six. Anything, anything interesting happening in the cricket, like match fixing or anything like that? Cheating? Well, Minga, I actually watched a, a Hansi Cronje. Han, how do we pronounce it? Hansi Cronje. Yeah, Hansi Cronje. Doco the other night. Did you end up watching it? No, I didn't get around to it. No. Uh, How yeah. was it? Have you heard of him, Corbs? I've he- I've heard of him only through this. <laughs> through 12 men. <laughs> through, uh, yeah. <laughs> but so, I, I have no idea about him. So this guy, Corbs. Now, it's, it's, this is a mind-blowing story. 
So he was a white South African cricketer and he basically brought – he was like the pin-up boy for bringing the black and white South Africans together. Nelson Mandela was talking about him, raving on about him. He was like the saviour of South Africa as a country and he was a gun cricketer and he ended up becoming their captain. And there was a game against um, England where he – he, the captain at the time went off with an injury. He took over and they needed eight, seven wickets or something. Like it was some hard situation for them to be in. He took over that for the rest of the day, made some really good calls. They ended up, ended up winning the game. He rose to stardom after that, became captain. And then there was, an, there was a game against, it was against England where it looked like it was going to be a draw. It was raining or something. And, um, a bookie got in touch with him and yeah so they're playing a game South Africa in England where the game was going to be a draw it was raining a lot and um, like a bookie got in touch with Hansi and sort of I can't remember the exact situation but it was along the lines of making a result so the you know in cricket you can bet on a draw or, or a result and everyone thought it was going to be a draw because the, both teams hadn't batted yet and it was like day five. So he he told the bookie that he'll make a result out of the game. So what he had to do was that's never happened in cricket before where they the batters decide to both declare the first innings so they don't bat. Then they just play a second innings each. And Hansi had to declare to give England a score to chase on the last day. So he just sped up the game. So, do you know what I mean? Like they, so yeah, they declared. Absolutely. Yeah. So, what they declare at? Do you remember? Yeah. Line? So, so he he had to offer Nasser Hussain was the England captain. He had to off, offer him scores to declare at. So he started at four hundred or something, and Hussain Hussain said no, and he basically bargained with him, and he ended up declaring it for like three hundred and fifty odd, three forty, three fifty, which is a juicy score to chase. It's sort of. It's one of those in-between scores where you don't know whether you're going to chase the score hard or try and defend and survive and bat out the draw, but he had to make it a score that they would want to chase to get a result. And what happens in those situations is the team that's batting has a crack, which also means wickets, they can, they're susceptible to losing wickets in those situations because they're actually playing shots. So a, a result's really likely. Um, and he told the bookie, you know, this is going to happen or whatever. And it happened. He tried. He, the result didn't matter of who won. So South Africa actually tried to win and it was a thrilling, like it was a thriller. They ended up losing, I think England won with two or three wickets to spare. Mm-hmm. And it was like this epic test match. And he actually got praised for trying to create a result, you know, for the fans and everything, which <laughs> <laughs> is probably what you should do. Um, but yeah, he got praised. And then he ended up forming a relationship with his bookie and in cricket, or I guess in all sports, you can bet on some fucking weird shit. So it was things like the toss, you know, what's he going to do if he wins a toss, who's batting where, and all these kinds of things. And he got away with it for a while. So he was doing this for a while. So, so it, just did, it wasn't a one-off? It was not a one-off. Oh, like wow. He was fully doing it, right? And the part where it's the most fucked was he got Herschel Gibbs and another young South African player... Um, called him into his hotel room and basically said, I can offer you 15 grand 
if you make under 25 today, which is, that's bad. And Herschel Gibbs. Herschel Gibbs was a gun, right? And what also yeah. made it more controversial is he's half black. Yeah, I remember Herschel. Which, which made the whole thing like worse. He's like a young black cricketer who's literally, I think he was 21, um, finding his way in the national team. And he's, he's a gun. Apparently, because they interview Herschel Gibbs in this doco, and um, he says, like, without, he- without one bit of hesitation, he just said, yes, I'll do it. So he went home and he reckons he thought about it, got the bus to the game, thinking, fuck, yeah, I'm going to to make under 25, whatever it was. Um, changed his mind last second, ended up making like 70. <laughs> and <laughs> Hansi pulled him in, Arthur, and said, oh, like, you've cost these guys like millions of dollars. Um, he probably should have stated that to him before he went out there and changed his mind. Don't you think he probably should have said, "Hey, there's a, a lot on the line here." Yeah, so I don't know. He do might have. He might have said it. I'm not sure, but yeah, he he probably didn't actually. If he's pulled him in after and told him, but um, and then they did this like I don't know. He got caught through this. It was in India, I think, where he got caught. He denied everything. Anyway. There were like phones tapped and all this stuff. Ended up getting caught, confessed, said that he never altered results of games, um, which probably isn't true, I yeah. guess. Especially if he's paying people to get under 25. Yeah, that's pretty fucked. Definitely altered results of games. And so he was banned for no, life. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> banned for life and then dies in a plane crash at 32 years of age. Wow. Yeah, and is there any um, suspicion around that? Well, know? is there any suspicion that he f- that he may have faked his death and just sort of wrote off with some millions that he'd made in, in bed with the bookies? I would say that out of all cricketers to have died in a plane crash, he's probably the one that would want to disappear in a plane crash the most. He's probably living on the like shame. Canary Islands now or something. Mm. So I don't know. That's not a bad conspiracy theory. It's crazy, isn't it? Crazy. I wonder if there's been any signings of Hansi since. Oh, I haven't seen him. <laughs> bit, of, bit, of, bit of beach cricket. <laughs> Some phenomenal beach cricketer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's on a beach just fucking <laughs> making tons. <laughs> <laughs> of all the locals. Yeah. Just betting. Yeah. I don't mind. I don't think you'll make a hundred. I'll bet you'll make a hundred. <laughs> Bring me any of your bowlers. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. mind a bit of a. I don't mind a bit of match fixing here and there. No, I know you like it, Mingo. Spicy. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't, it doesn't take anything away from the man for me. <laughs> hey, especially in like if it's not an important game. I don't mind if they're in bed with a few bookies. You know. Well, he's playing for his country, Mingo. It doesn't get much more important than that. Well, would you? But like, I mean, like, would you? I wouldn't care that much if I found out that. Um, Steve Smith fixed one of those West Indian <laughs> games recently. <laughs> yeah, I, and I, still won or something. He got an extra meal for one of those games. I probably wouldn't care either. <laughs> yeah, Hansi sounds like a good bloke. He actually doesn't. One of the players. Oh, he's not a good bloke. Well, one of the players was on the camera and he goes, "Oh, you know, I drank with Hansi a lot," <laughs> and um, he 
He only he only shouted me a beer once. Shit on <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> so is that they, in the documentary? That's in the doco. So <laughs> apparently he had a real love for money, and they, and these guys all knew, everyone knew it. He had this real obsession with money. Mm. So it sounded like no, no one was really, really surprised that he did that. When he came to pay, he was doing the harker. <laughs> the Australian harker. What is it? You're the harker looking phone, for the wallet. Phone, wallet, keys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Your shout again. <laughs> That's the Australian harker. <laughs> yeah, what first, is your shout? First, <laughs> first time I heard that was so funny. That's a ripper call. It's a good one. It's not <laughs> mine, but. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking of controversial docos, I watched the Maradona one after your recommendation, Minga. How good is it? Very interesting. Yeah. You'll never see anything like that in soccer again, I guarantee you. Did you watch it? Cool? I haven't watched it yet. I'm, it's on my on the wish list. I've oh, been so busy, but... It's, it's unreal, dude. Gets he was in, an absolute character, wasn't he? Gets in bed with the mafia in Naples. Well, he goes to like Naples... In Italy and plays in that Serie A league and Naples was like the worst team. They were just dog shit. And he, um, so he went there on a fair bit of money. Uh, Post hand of God, what he won? Pre. 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 And then he um, brings them off the bottom of the table and wins the, the league with them. Oh, wow. And then he's, that Naples city is apparently really well known for like the mafia and sort of like that organised crime syndicates and stuff like that. So he gets in bed with, like, the main one of them there, obviously. He's out partying with them all the time, like, doing coke and shit, playing playing soccer on benders, winning games. And then he has to do – and then he has to bloody play in the World Cup there for Argentina in Naples and beat Italy in that stadium. It's just fucking crazy. Did dude. they beat Italy? Yeah. Wow. And he, and he came out before the game urging – the Naples people to barrack for Argentina, which caused a bit of oh yeah, they turned on him a bit. Yeah, oh for sure. And um, but wasn't he just saying not to like not to be like go like too hard against him? No, I'm pretty sure he wanted them to barrack for them because Naples copped it off other parts of Italy, you know, during their league normal games. Mm. So he just like went for it and said, "Go for us." And they didn't like oh, it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the Naples, would, like the, the rest of the country, were just never giving Naples any respect. Yeah, they were like the scum. And remember, yeah. like they were showing all the banners and stuff at, at the games, you know, calling them cheap and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> Very cheeky. But Corbs, he was going out Saturday night saying he was getting a Sunday. So they play Sunday, I think. And he said he'd go out Sunday night, get back Wednesday after the game. Is <laughs> <laughs> a weapon. Dude, he's one of the best. And then, he, and then he coached Argentina in the last World Cup. Yeah. And he was a shocker. Yeah. He was the man, though. And then what about that? Uh, I, I put the footage up on Instagram of him, like, kneeing that mat, uh, opposition manager or something <laughs> in, hectic, in the man. head. <laughs> yeah, he, drops him. he drops him with, like, a flying knee in this soccer ball. And they're all, like, kick, like fly kicking each other and stuff. Oh, my God. That was He puts him stiff, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah get it. It was a beautiful, beautifully <laughs> timed fly. You can imagine that a soccer player's knee would be pretty good too, pretty oh, accurate. Oh, jeez, it was a good knee. Are you sure the other guy was like the manager of the other team or something too? 
Was he going in to break it up or something? Or just oh, getting involved? It, it, it looked, it looked from, pretty all in, didn't it? Yeah, that, from that footage, it was like everybody was on the field just going at each other and Maradona and the, and the manager were like, we're at it. And Maradona just did a flying knee. Perfectly timed wow. flying knee on the jaw, on the button. And he's fucking, he, I think he goes down. Does he go down face first? He goes stiff. I was talking to someone the other day about, because I've been watching a lot of this World Cup, and I do like it. I do like the Soccer World Cup when it comes around. I was talking to someone the other day about just the money that these cunts are on just to kick a football around. Silly. And it's fucking ridiculous, dude. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I reckon you, they could probably... Um, no money in Australia, but... No, no, no. Not not over here, but like Europe and stuff. Oh. Like they, they could probably kill world hunger if they just took a bit of a pay cunt, those pricks. Like, fuck me, man. I'll tell you what some like well, didn't Ronaldo just get offered a hectic deal? He's on a hundred million a year. It's more than that. But he's not the most so that Mbappe guy from France, he's the most well paid. He's on so a year, he's on hundred and twenty eight million a year, Mbappe. But not a, Australian? No, that's I don't know what that is. Is it Euros? It could be. Either way, it's fuck. It's definitely not Australian. But either way, that's fucking a lot of money, man, to play soccer, and then mess. And then I think Messi's next, and he's on what, one hundred and twenty mil a year, and then Ronaldo's on a hundred million a year at the moment at Manchester United. But it works. It's pretty crazy because it like works out to be right if you think about it like this. Like an on this is so this isn't their salaries, theirs are higher, but an average monthly salary for one of these soccer players, this is just the average, is three hundred and twenty five thousand K a month. The highest paid is that Mbappe. He's on what's that? No, he if he's on hundred and twenty eight million a year, he's on millions he's on a ten month. million a month. Well, yeah, at least, yeah. Ten point eight mil a month. Fucking hell. And the average weekly salary is seventy five thousand. Our average hourly pay is $450 an hour. Well, he's on... He'd be on like... More than that, even. He'd yeah. be on way more than that. Oh, what would he be on He'd be hour? on like two or three million a week. Yeah, he'd have to be. He would be, because 100 million... He's on 170 million. So there's, what, 50 weeks Is he 170? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Four million hell, a week man. or something. Isn't that just the most ridiculous amount of money you've ever heard of to, for do, to doing something like that? Like, nobody in the world should be making that much money. It's just, like, what, what's the point of that? Like, what, why, why pay someone that much? Why not do something else with the money? Like, uh, that guy would be fine on 20 million a year. And that's being generous, I reckon. Like, what the just fuck, man? The clubs, the clubs are so rich. They bring so much money in, I guess. I don't have an answer, Minga. You're talking, talking to the wrong people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's disgusting, though. Yeah, if, if they're not doing any good with it, it's real bad, you know? Yeah. Surely you got to do something good with that, that amount of money, you know? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how, like, that shit even happens, like, for playing sport. It just goes to show you how big soccer and stuff is, though, right? Like, Isn't that the same with but NFL players as well? I remember one guy was getting paid... Um, it was something to work out like millions per game and he didn't rock up to his first two to three games. Like didn't rock up as in they didn't know what was going on. That was a couple of years ago. I'm, I, I'm not big in NFL, but 
I was getting told this and I was like, what do you mean he's just not rocking up? <laughs> like, yeah, he's having some like disrepute, you know, some bit of like arguments with the was club. Was it Aaron Rodgers? I can't remember who it was, but it was someone big. Yeah, I think it was Aaron Rodgers. And he just didn't show up, just didn't show up to training or thingy and that they had to by contract still pay him, which was millions and millions each game he was missing. Yes, Aaron Rodgers is on 50 million a year. I think he might have even been um, having some sort of like COVID vaccine issue stuff going on where he was refusing to get it. I think that might have been, might be who you're talking about. But he, apparently he's the highest paid and he's 50 million a year and then there's a couple other... Oh, so soccer really trumps it. Oh, big time, man. Wow. Like 50 million is a lot as well. <sighs> but 170. Yeah, it's, it's a crazy coin. Mind-boggling. Yeah. Did you guys watch the Aussie-Argentina game sat- Saturday morning? Actually, I had all intention to, but I didn't because we were up till <laughs> like two or three a.m. renovating. Shit! Yeah. Oh, you didn't watch it at all? No, nah, I had the alarm set and just turned, it. turned it straight off. Well, no, I didn't turn it straight off. I clicked in. There was must have been a little bit into the game, not far, but in Argentina right one nil, and I was like, oh, fuck it, I need this sleep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I did, I went back to sleep, but I, as soon as I wo- woke up, I watched the. Those short slip highlights, which are unreal. It's like a 15, 20 minute highlight thing of the whole game. Yeah. And it looked pretty good, actually. It was pretty cool. Uh, well, we didn't look very likely till the last like 20 minutes or so. Did you watch the whole thing? I watched the second half. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we sort of, I don't know, it was weird, wasn't it, Minga? Yeah, we didn't really like even come alive until they'd put two goals on us. And then we got that one back that deflected off their player. Um, and it was called like an own goal. But then we sort of... Like didn't we get we a goal like that, but Sorry, I mean, didn't they get a goal like that? Because we passed it back and remember... Oh, our keeper made a mistake and yeah. they, they, he like turned it over in the goal spot. Oh, yeah. That was horrible. Because maybe if it stayed at one all, we might have we ended up drawing with them. But it was exciting. It was an exciting finish. Like the, the boys looked like they were coming on pretty strong at the end there. There was some opportunities for them though. And one thing I noticed about watching like big soccer games like that is you kind of wait most of the game for those like one things to happen where it just is like this ma- like major moments of like excitement in the game yeah. and it kind of makes the whole thing a bit worthwhile i reckon like i wouldn't i wouldn't i'm not going to start watching it all the time but it, and i feel like it it's just like soccer kind of builds to those moments it's like a, a lot of the time it's boring throughout it but it builds to like really exciting moments where people go like really close to scoring a goal or like a, a run of play where they, you know, and then it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, I guess any low scoring game or sport or whatever, it's always kind of going to be exciting because like a team can win in the last... Anything can happen. It's yeah. always kind of close. Not, not yeah. always, but often. Yeah. Yeah, that was exciting. They missed a couple of chances as well. Um. To, to make it like 3-1 And our goal was an own goal But <laughs> We still kind of had a sniff didn't we Yeah well we had a couple of really close A couple of, really couple of real ones. good sniffs at the end there Oh yeah um, What else did we have on But Oh what do you Do you Well, well just before we leave soccer um, I've got my better $10 promotion bet thing On uh, England Because They'd taken the prices down on the rest of them So I'm really getting around England. What did you get them at? Well, that was that 100 to 1 for everybody. Oh, thing. sorry. Yep. But they took down the prices of the first four teams in the market so that I didn't have many good choices left, so I had to go with England. 
So I've just gone with them to break the 60-year drought or whatever it is. So I'm, I'm right around England for the rest of this. Who have you got, Corbs? Um, I've got France and uh, my wife has got Brazil. So I'm, I feel like I'm sitting pretty. You are. Yeah, well yeah. played. I um, Actually, leading into that, um, the quarterfinals this week, England versus France looks like a cracker. Mm. Yeah, I'll be An watching absolute that. absolute cracker Is that Sunday a 6 a.m. game? 6 a.m., which is great. Saturday morning? Sunday morning. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, 6 a.m., New South Wales time. Yeah, I'll be getting up for that. That's, that sounds fantastic. There's also some other crackers on, actually, as well. We've got Brazil, Croatia. I think Brazil definitely win that. Just they've been so impressive with their attack. Then we've got Netherlands, Argentina. And I love the draw in that. Just because I've watched the highlight things of Argentina. I watched one of the Argentinian games at the start and I don't know, I'm just not completely sold on them when you then when you watch Argentina compared to when you watch Brazil or France or even England, you know? You're like, holy hell, like I just don't think Argentina match motors with them. But with Netherlands, they've been going pretty good. And um, I think they've versed each other like six times and more recently, like re- in the recent years, and four, four or five of them were draws, but led to extra time in that. So I love the draw in that. It's healthy odds too. What is it? Yeah, $3.10. Oh, the Pretty draw good. in that's good. Yeah, it's really good. And um, then Portugal-Morocco. That'll be a pretty good one, I guess. Yeah, Morocco are going really well. Really well. That's kind of good to see. But yeah, I don't know. I just I think Brazil's the lock of those four. A hundred percent. What do you think of Messi, Minga? Uh, in the Australia versus Argentina game? Yeah. I don't know. I think he looks kind of old. It does, isn't he? And I think he looks like he's kind of slow. I think the whole Argentinian team looks like they um, lack a bit of firepower. He, didn't he just look like a class above, but just like an old guy that knew... Yeah, he's, a little, he's a little gnome, isn't he? Fuck, he's, he, he, the gap between the top of his socks and the bottom of his shorts is non-existent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, he's yeah, just yeah, like, he's, yeah, a little, yeah. he's a little dwarf They're right the smallest shorts they could find for him. <laughs> and he's got, because he's got, yeah, there's just no, he's got no tib fib. <laughs> lengthwise like there's some skill in his tip and his tip fibs but lengthwise they're like quite compact the femur. I think. yeah oh yeah okay yeah like short femur do you think short femurs oh is that is that the femur tip fib yeah okay it's all volk. well he's 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 lacking in in all sorts of like bone length in his legs <laughs> i think just but, femur under tip fib. yeah but him and the gnome, the gnomes and his and his Army of cat men. I don't really think they go much further in this. The gnomes. The ball stuck to the gnomes' foot, though. Did you notice? You get like <laughs> army of cat men. You don't. You think these? How about these managers in this in the sock? Have you seen how well groomed those cunts are? <laughs> the players. The managers, dude, on the sideline. They're always these real handsome, like <laughs> the head what, cat. Yeah, heavily groomed men. <laughs> And I've, they look like the kind of blokes who go home and s- fucking lick their arm hairs to clean themselves, man. <laughs> Honestly. While jacking off to their array of Rolexes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Now, Messi... Oh, yeah. He impressed me, though, Minga, with his, like his touch. And his, he did look like a superstar. But he did look slow, old, and a little bit, little bit lazy. Mm. He walked a lot, a lot. 
Oh, he's walking way too much for my liking. Yeah, he walked a lot. But but every time he went near it, something happened. I don't know if that was a good game of his or, or a normal game. I'm not really sure. Never really watched him, but I did notice that he looked like he had just that little bit of extra class. Yeah, he's some sort of magician, the, the gnome. <laughs> I, I don't know, though. Have you seen how much they get in like the referees' faces and stuff, too? When oh, they get calls? It's that's insane. something I wanted to bring up, actually. Is, referee, is it an like, act? Is it an act? The refer- no, they, they, the they almost bash. They, ne- they nearly bash refs. Yeah, like. the, the refs honestly have to palm them. Like and make contact with the players to get them away from them because they're in their face yelling about something that's just happened. And why is it okay to do that? I don't know. It's, it's just, not. It's part of the game. And also, you know the diving, I know it's pretty st- stereotypical Aussie fucking thing to talk about, mm. but why don't they just shame people that dive? Surely it would just get stamped out so quick. It's too far gone. Because oh. if they've got a chance... To, it's all about winning the game, you know? So if they've got a chance to win the game, they're always going to dive. Yeah, it's too far gone in that sport. Like yeah, it's even happening in um, rugby league now. Like that's creeping in, in a like bit. Like in the AFL, tap, when it happens, that player gets shamed. It's like, oh, a, it's like a public shaming. He's still going to free kick for a push or an infringement. Yeah. But diving's like, you are shamed. Yeah. I just don't understand why we can't do that in soccer. Yeah, it's dude, way too far gone in yeah. soccer. No hope there. Just let them go. Just let them go on. However, they're going to go on. I reckon. Don't even worry about it. Look <laughs> <laughs> they're licking their arm, licking their arm hairs and stuff. Don't even worry about them, Mingo. Yeah, true. I'm not going to let it worry me. I'll forget about them till the next World Cup, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So, do you want to move on to that the UFC? Let's do it. Wait. Do we want to finish on the USC, or I've just got a debate that I need to bring up? Do, I can I can bring it up after the USC. No, nah, go now. We'll finish on the UFC. So I've got this mate, and so I've been mates with him for a long time. I started my apprenticeship with him. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Jordan Hardman. Oh, happy oh. birthday, Jordan. The name. He's a big listener of the show. Now, nice. He's the only person I know that's into, like, I think it's motocross, you know, the dirt bikes. Yeah. Now, he heard us saying race car driving was <laughs> not a spot <spot-off>. <laughs> <laughs> And he's really upset. <laughs> now, he sent me, he has bombarded me with fucking messages, boys. Like, oh, oh, it's all these facts and stuff, right? He basically wants us to announce, (laughs) this is what he wants. I messaged him today saying happy birthday. This is his reply. (laughs) You admitting motorsport, extreme sport and action sports on a podcast. Hang on. And action sports on a podcast would be the greatest present ever. So he basically wants us to admit it. Admit what? That they are sports. Now, he's trying to tell me that a motocross driver is fitter, is the fittest athlete. Out of all these sports. We pulled the what stats sports? up on this. Every, every sport? Listen to this. What is the... He's sending me heart rates. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> what is the heart rate of a race car driver? Approximately 160 to 180 beats per minute. Sounds yeah. like me on a jog. Yeah. <laughs> I told him a million other ways I could get my heart rate to that. And it doesn't make those things a sport. 
Now, so that's one of his big ones. Um, what? <laughs> I think you need a lot more than um, heart rate. a high heart rate. Minga, I haven't asked. Should we call him? Um, yeah. I haven't asked him. We don't have to call him. I don't actually. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's call him. <laughs> I just want to fucking settle it because oh, I just want him to stop handing me about it. Here you go. Look, we did the mass on um, the F1 and it didn't really add up. There's a lot of stuff about G-force. Yeah, not, and not saying they're not fit. I know they got to stay fitness. But stay it's not a fucking sport. And stay very um, mentally fit. But like... There you go. Plug that in and call it's him. It's his birthday. He's probably not going to answer. Just give it a go. Birthday debate. <laughs> I'm open to, you know, to hear what he has to say. I'm not like, you know... I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I can't find all these facts he sent me. It's oh, he's fucking he's right into it. That's for sure. It's a motorsport, I guess. Motorsport. It's a motorsport. Yeah, that's what we're that's what we're talking about. Oh, it's ringing. We're talking about motorsports. This will be good. <laughs> Hard man, you're live. Live where? You're live on the bloody podcast. Happy birthday. Oh. oh. Happy birthday, hard man. Are you man. sitting next to the great man, Minger? <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with old Minger and Corbs. Jeez, you've had some Mingers in your time, Danza. <laughs> All right, hard man. Now, I can't find any of your silly stats. Oh, that'd be right. Look at your phone. I texted you about a thousand. He's technology illiterate. <laughs> I sent him so much proof. All right, hard man. He struggles to send a text message this way. Let's put the stats, oh. let's put your fucking heart rates aside. Well, then how else do you, by text, how else do you prove no, no, no. somebody's fitness? I, I, <laughs> I want he's, you to, he's right. I want you to he, prove to us. I did. Oh, I hit, was, I, uh, were you talk, are you talking about um, motor, motocross athletes? Yeah, I was talking about a, a bunch of them, a bunch of like mo, motorsport yeah. and action sport and extreme sports. I thought the debate was that they're not athletes and it's not a sport. We might have said, we might have said some things, but... <laughs> I've heard those things, Minga. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, I just think pulling a throttle... You know, anyone could cock their wrist a little bit. Yeah, but we're not talking about you getting on your Vespa and driving down a 7-Eleven for a twerk. <laughs> it's different. Just like when you get in the Shepherd and drive to work, that's not racing cars. It's different. <laughs> All right, hard man. What's the, what's the difference, though? What, what, what else is, like, is in it that makes well, it? Well, like a fat person can kick the footy with his kids across the road. That doesn't from his house in the in the park, that doesn't make him an athlete or make football not a sport. Mm. No, but it's like, so it's like hand-eye coordination, uh, heart rate, obviously. You've been over that. Wrist strength. Well, well, Danza rang me and he's like, listen, guys who race motocross aren't athletes and it's not a sport. Oh, and I sent him, I sent him a Garmin report from, one of like Australia's top guys at the moment that had his heart rate at 180 beats per minute average for four hours. 
and about 4,000 calories or something. There wouldn't be a football player that could hang with that. Four hours? Fucking hell. How long are the races for? Yeah, the so my, a lot of the well, that type of stuff's about four hours. Is that like the it's Dakar pretty average? Rally I, or sent, I sent him uh, that guy races the Dakar. That's Daniel Sanders, but that that report was for training for a race called Hatter. Uh-huh. And then I've got another mate, Matt Ryan, who he's not quite as fast, but he's done pretty well for himself, and he uh, he was a similar a similar heart rate for a similar duration and it's pretty standard oh it's hard man but they reckon a bit of it is adrenaline as well but they can't what so they're excited so that's it's a sport hang on are you saying it's a sport or it isn't or have you changed the tone already it sounds like he's by calling you he's actively seeking out these um arguments that it's not a sport no i want you to i want it to be a sport we want no, to, you don't. No, uh, you we, don't. We do because we want to broaden been saying to me for, Danza, you've been saying to me for years that motorbikes is just get on it and twist the throttle. And I don't know if you remember or not, but you got on mine and twisted the throttle. You couldn't even get the bike moving. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, true. Man. I don't, I don't I, know if I would want to say too much because I'd be it, terrified of getting on one of those things and going full throttle. I'm... I'm completely cool with you guys not being into motocross or whatever, but we need to appreciate that they are top level athletes and it is a legitimate sport. Yeah, I would, I, I'm happy to look. He's, I think his passion's got me over the line. Nah, nah. <laughs> I like the passion. It's not even my passion. Nah, it's hard man. I, I, I respect that AFL guys, I'm not really into football, but I respect that they are top level athletes. The yep. good guys are. The ones like you, Danza, you're just a bloody – you're just getting in the way of all the other athletes <laughs> out on the field, I think. <laughs> oh, hard, man. All right, so, look, I think you are right. Do you, do you, do we, are we going to give it to oh, him? I wouldn't say that they're not athletes at all. I think uh, the, the only well, thing Well, you said that about question. car racing, Minger. Yeah, yeah. he's got you. Would oh, I, I listened I, to back in that episode three, whatever it was. Do you know, I think I was saying more that it was like not a sport <laughs> than them not being Definitely athlete. a sport. It's just not a ball sport. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. motorsport. Well, this is the de- a debate that will And, there, and the other the theory, age. hang on, and I'll pull, I'm going to pull Danza up on another one. Oh, hard man. Fuck. Back in episode three, whenever it was, he did the old, oh, you don't play car racing. His theory is you have to play something for it to be a sport. Yeah. Now, I don't know when the last time buddy Michael Klim played swimming (laughs) or Usain Bolt played running, (laughs) but I can tell you that the last time Danza played with his little dongle would have been this morning. (laughs) Is that a game? Well, I was definitely playing with my dongle this morning. (laughs) (laughs) So that theory's gone straight out the window. <laughs> yeah, look, I don't, I don't, I, I respect it. I, I certainly respect it. I mean, it's well, it's, it's good. I got you across the line. Nah. Man. it's badass. No motocross more so than even F one. I wouldn't know what it's fucking like to step in an F one car, but I know what it's like to get on one of those metal steeds, and it is well, fucking terrifying. They reckon, <clears throat> they reckon this mate of mine. He spent some time at the um 
at the AIS years ago, and they reckon that like the trainers and stuff that were that were sort of um, doing their program with with these, but there was a bunch of motocross guys that went there. They reckon they're the second the second gnarliest athlete um, in the world, like motocross is. They reckon soccer is the craziest. Soccer? Oh, yeah. That's a fucking, that's no, a joke. That's Who a, stated this? Because, no, because they run around oh. flat out. It's it's like a known thing, Not apparently. Messy. That's just taken so much legitimacy out of that. <laughs> We've just been banging no, soccer. We were on they run around um, cat, for, for 90 minutes. But, but it's like AFL players run around with full contact for that They long. run around for half an hour. <laughs> and then they sit on the bench. Ask Dan's what his heart rate is. Dan's his heart rate at a footy game is about 45. <laughs> I know, I've seen him move. <laughs> and oh, he he's... gets orange juice spilt all in his lap. <laughs> he's a sloth of a man. Sloth. <laughs> 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 You yeah. live to 110, though. No, nah, apparently it's a thing. Look you had, into me, it. you had said, me until you said soccer. Nah, I, you had me I too find hard, it hard to believe as well. I fully find it hard to believe, but that's what my mate told me, and then I looked into it, and they reckon it is pretty gnarly. That's probably Fitness why they wise. get paid 170 million Fitness wise, it's not a, a crazy sport. Yeah, yeah. No, I back, I, I back up. Oh, hard, man. How about this? <laughs> All right. Go on, Danza. Hit me. It's a sport. But you've got to give us you've got to give us the odd tip every now and then of in a in a race or can a, we bet on it? Can we bet on it, hard man? Um, oh, I don't even know. Probably, I'm not a betting man. Jesus, but the Oracle follow- lost me fifteen hundred on the Melbourne Cup. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> I've been listening to this podcast for all the hot tips. I'm going broke. Gonna have to refinance my house. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's punting, hard man. Yeah, <laughs> well. you not get on the derby winner. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Dan's is going to have to wait a bit longer for his super. Going <laughs> <laughs> oh, to work's a punting game, Danza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't think you can bet on the motocross. I'm looking it up now. Yeah, awesome. maybe maybe America. <sighs> I'm not too so sure. I don't follow it hard enough to be confidently you give can't you punt on a, it. a tip. <laughs> <laughs> Corbs, that's not a bad theory. You can't <laughs> punt on it. It's not a sport. <laughs> well, oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, our overlords, the bookmakers, are the ones that make all these calls on everything. Well. I guess. <laughs> oh, George, are we going to let you go? All right. Oh, boys. Thanks, Have fun. You, Happy you birthday. Good you did, on you. You did the Thanks. sport proud. We appreciate <laughs> it. Happy birthday. Right. Is he gone? Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, it's not a sport. It's not a sport at all. <laughs> oh, he actually had Happy me. birthday, but it's not a sport. <laughs> he had me. But the soccer thing, what the fuck? Yeah, nah, he made oh, a good... Soccer's definitely not the second most gnarly sport in the world. Yeah, he got he got he made me get a lot of have a lot more respect for it, but the soccer thing really threw me off. Yeah, I just I refuse the betting thing to threw me off. The, a lot well, of twists and turns there. Yeah, there were twists and like there were times where he had us until he mm. said soccer. It just, mm. but yeah, it was going well. A lot of good arguments for both sides there. I wish we could bet on it because I feel like surely him and his mates could come up with some tips. You know, yeah, that'd be amazing. Maybe. Surely you can bet on it. We'll keep an eye out for it. It's not on there now, but maybe. I don't know. Yeah, there might be. Can't bet event. on it though. Probably not a sport. You can bet on some like some weird shit. Yeah, surely you can bet on squirt and dirt. 
Surely. <laughs> squirting dirt. The dirt squirters. <laughs> the yeah. dirt squirting. Yeah, right. It's definitely gnarly. It's extremely Fucking gnarly. Fucking nice. Yeah, yeah, it's hectic. It's extremely gnarly non-sport. Yeah. Ex- yeah. Hobby. It's extremely gnarly extreme thing sport. to do. I think extreme sports should almost be in their own category. Maybe, maybe it's an extreme sport. And that's I'll what he says. What, no, that's what he says. I'll tell well, you, what, you know what? Maybe it is. But I'll tell you what, Dano. If you ask me who I respect more out of, some, say, Joel Selwood and some bloke on a motorbike doing a double backflip fucking 40 feet above the air, it's the bloke on the motorbike, man. He's just set Whether me some other heart rate. Not, he just set me this heart rate thing. <laughs> <laughs> is it his? I don't know. It's probably his fucking... His anger levels or something. I'm not sure. Put him it up the, to the camera. Him on the birthday packet. For fit for the fitness. <laughs> pa- <laughs> it's his heart rate after his birthday packet. <laughs> Georgia, don't be sending me that stuff. Um, yeah, I'll put it up to the camera. I don't know what it is, but here it is. That's a live heart rate by Hardman. Hardman's birthday heart rate. Wow. That's impressive. <laughs> well, it's good to have him, though. Yeah, that was, that was nice. That was awesome. What a legend. Maybe a bit more of that sort of stuff. 100%. It's time! All right, so UFC. We had that card <laughs> on the weekend. <laughs> What's we so look, funny? Straight, ah, nothing. straight into it. We yeah, look good. We had that card on the weekend where Bam Bam got knocked out. Oh, it devastating. Great, it was a great card. Yeah. Like, there's good fights on it. The Thompson and um, Holland fight. That watched was, it, watched that was it today, awesome. finally. Yeah. Con. Yeah, how good was it? Oh, unreal. Uh, you know what I got from that? Kevin Holland has a granite chin. Yeah. He took, like, five or six head kicks, and some hit the glove, which I believe broke his hand. Yeah. Definitely broke his hand. And um, it didn't break in round one either. Like They reckon it broke in round one. Oh, man, I don't think so. You see it when it... In round two, when it when the kick clearly connects, and then he just nurses the hand for the rest of round two, and then um, in round three he takes two more, and he blocks it and just smashes his hand, but rocks his head too, and he he like just starts talking after it, not like yeah. I used to get annoyed with Holland's chat through it because I used to be like, mate, take this more seriously, but I kind of like it now because like that's just him, you know. So, but yeah, I, I mass respect for him for just standing up with him the whole time, standing up with. Thompson, like, pretty silly, but yeah. it was great good. fight. It was good. Great. It's just good to see Thompson. Um, How good is he? A wonder boy, just you know, forty in a fight where someone's not trying to wrestle him. And he's forty. Yeah, forty years old. He's so good. It was just good to see him, like, in a fight where he can just like show his show his skill set. Yeah, um, he's epic, isn't he? Yeah, karate kid. You guys probably know more than me, but I just find when I watch Wonder Boy, like, he punches. His punches are so straight and clean. Yeah. 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 Like I really noticed in that fight, he was just punching straight, clean, and just through, you know. They Calculated. Weren't, they weren't stopping. He was just punching through his head. It was just like, I, know, I just found it was good to watch. It was clean. Oh, he's one of the best strikers in yeah. MMA. Yeah. He's like, everything he does is just amazing. How's his kick spot? So it's good. It's crazy. Yeah, he's doing those. Sp- he's doing a lot of spinning he kicks. A, he did a spin kick, didn't he? He did, he did a few, and um, one one missed by like a centimeter, yeah, I reckon, yeah, and it yeah, would have yeah. taken his head off. 
Yeah, it's it's a shame he's in like the twilight of his career. It's not really like he's really fighting like it, but like it'd be great to be able to watch him for another like five years at his, oh, at his sure. peak. And and they're a money making company. They should just give him the get other fights like that. Just give him strikers. I you think know? they will now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because everyone's saying the fight nights are as good now as the, um, you know, the mains like the. Sometimes they are. I reckon for sure because, yeah. you know, there's not that pressure of a thing on the line, but they're still five rounds and yeah. Yeah. They got something to prove, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they're good. Um, bam, bam, but that wasn't that shattering. Fuck, it That hurt. was so shattering. And he said, he said, yep, he got me. He got me early. Yeah, well, I reckon so, Bam Bam went out there with, like, not enough urgency. Nah, I don't think so either. Like, he was out there to kind of, like, get a... Looked like he was wanted to get a bit of a feel for it. And, and the other see? bloke was... the ba- Pab- Pavlova was just like, nah, just How's straight into it. He's yeah. pretty scary, He's a he? fucking weapon. Yeah. He's yeah, he's a beast. That's so that's Sergei when he did clip um when he sat Bam Bam down and it was with a jab. Yeah. So he hit him with a jab and then Bam Bam put put his head up and the second jab was straight and strong as an and it put Bam Bam on his ass because he was a bit off balance. And then Bam Bam started getting smashed on the ground. But I think when when Bam Bam was standing with him, every time Bam Bam threw he had his head completely down so like he wasn't watching and those just big air swings yeah where sergey you watch it like sergey's head is up the whole time watching bam bam what he's doing like so i don't think he, i don't think he got hit by bam bam i don't think he bam bam landed on him clean either no nah, that sergey guy's a scary scary motherfucker he hurt him pretty quickly I feel like bam bam does those like head down sort of swing the from the arms. yeah and sometimes yeah. does get them. oh and if yeah. they do get if they connect yeah. But he, he, they're re, they're readable he, for those really good guys, you know. He nearly yeah. fell over on one of those shots he threw. Yeah, or he did it was so fall wild. Over. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. Um, but I think he he needs a bit of time off from getting punched in the head. Well, how long was that recovery? That was like ninety days. That's not long enough from he, when he fought Garn. Cyril was like was not. It, it was, was it three months? Was it? I think it was ninety days. Like that's ridiculous because Garn knocked him out. Like. Yeah, I think that's like you shouldn't be doing it. I think it was he was doing it because he had, you know, obviously wanted to bang, but money, you know, Christmas money and probably yeah. all that coming into it. Like, and he said he's not going to fight in Perth. He's just going to have some time off because he didn't want to train over Chrissy. Fair enough. But Perth would be another three months away. Yeah, he and said definitely he'll be not after that knockout. He said he'll be there psyching up the crowd. Yeah. So which made me even more sad that I wasn't there. It would have been great <laughs> to have him there. Oh, wouldn't it have been like th- that'd be the heavyweight fight? You yeah, know? not that we give a fuck because we're not going. Nah. We're just going to have a, our own bloody UFC. Yeah, we're yeah. going to do something for that. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, anyway. He's such a legend, isn't he? I love Bam Bam. Yeah. He's an absolute legend. He took it with grace straight after and said, yep, he's, you know, that's what happens. He knocked me quickly and... I don't know about the whole Eshe thing, though. I don't like the Eshe thing. I like the FTA thing and all that, but yeah, not... What's with... But I don't... There must be different, like, levels of Eshe. The ones that I, that I only really have exposure to around here are just those little... Cunts walking around in hoodies in the middle of summer. And red shoes. <laughs> like, yeah. Red shoes, Nordica weigh, shirts. Yeah, they weigh about a buck oh five and they're trying to fight, like, gang bash everybody. No, well, the Roach is an SHA. Yeah, the Roach is He's a good one. Yeah. Well, he's a nice kid, yeah. And Bam Bam's good. They're two good ones. Yeah. I like Bam Bam Mingo. He's a good bloke. Oh, he's the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he's not. Just the whole SJ thing. And Bam Bam's not running what's up, with, wearing a hood, acting tough. What's with how they? What's with walking around in in a hoodie and shit in summer? Though? Yeah, I've never got. Look the at hood how hot thing. it is here today. Have a look at us. Yeah. It's fucked. Saudi Arabia. Imagine, <laughs> <looking> at, 
I don't know where like the fa- the fashion because is, is it because they think they they look cool? Is it because they think they look cool? Uh, or are they trying to hide from the cameras? Um, what cameras? As oh, they steal their the bounties and Mars bars <laughs> from the Seven Eleven. <laughs> well, if it's a camera thing, maybe it is worth battling the heat <laughs> and putting on a hoodie. But if it's just because they think they look cool, it's fucking dumb. Sounds like torture. But yeah, I don't know. There's a the, so the last card for the year. No, no, not the last card for the year. The second last card for the year is on this weekend. Um, it looks pretty good. My my bet for the week that we're going to multi. So we're going to start doing our multi each week, which will, you know, I'd recommend following it for a bit of fun. I wouldn't recommend having a lot on it because it's probably going to be pretty hard to hit. Um, but you put three great minds together, you never know. But I've uh, I actually like Yarn in the uh, in the main event. He's paying three dollars, and the other guy's a really good fighter, Ankle Iev. But I think Yarn can get it done. I, the, my only concern is is after Yarn won that title, is if he is just kind of like achieved what he wanted to achieve, and he's not going to go into it with you know as much vigor as he would have approached his fights previously, which could be a thing. But I think if he goes in there and he is determined to win, um, I think he's a really good price at $3. I agree. I'm, I'm fully around Yarn. But is that, that Magomed is a weapon, isn't he? He's really good. Yeah. Is he a main, main thing is wrestling? No, he's a, a striker. striker. Yeah. So is Yarn, the he, Polish power. I mean, he's, yeah, I mean, he's like Ankolaev's Russian, so you'd think he's... Um, had some, and he's done sambo and everything, so they wrestle a lot. You'd think he'd have good wrestling, but he hasn't really shown it. Uh, he even got submitted by triangled by Paul Craig, the Bear Jew, the Scottish guy. Fuck. So that, um, and that was in his first UFC fight, and I'm sure he's like learned a lot from that, but I don't know. Like, I even think Jan could maybe even like knock him in. Win out. a bit in the grappling exchange. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know. I like Jan at $3. That's going to be my leg. What are you guys liking? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not sorry, liking mate. much at the moment. You go, Corbs. Um, I'm going to go... I was battling, as I just said to the lads earlier. Um, I'm going to go World Cup. I was going to go Brazil at $1.33 because I just think that's a lock. I just think it's a lock. Um, but I'm going to go something way more juicy. And I'm going to go the Netherlands-Argentina match. I'm going to go a draw. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, I just... I, I don't know. Like, I can eat... I'm even weighing on the side of Netherlands to beat Argentina, but, you know. No, I love the draw. The draw looks spicy. That's great. Um, there's a couple of facts I read with that which really pushed me for it. Um, so it's the sixth World Cup finals fixture between them and three of their previous five have ended with a draw. Ooh, some stats. You know? So I don't mind that call. Some hot stats. Um, and Netherlands are coming to this hot like they beat... USA 3-1, Qatar 2-0, Ecuador they drew, Senegal 1-2-0. Argentina haven't been as convincing. Look, but that's a draw, that's a that's draw, a draw isn't day. it? You know? It's a draw all day. I reckon it's a draw. That, mul- that multi's sounding spicy and that's already. that's $3.10. Two $3 pops. What, do you, what do you got, Mingo? What do you got to round this thing out? <laughs> now, it's going to depend on when this gets finished, Mingo, this podcast, because not finished, but when it airs. But well, when what when's this thing go? 
this thing's going to go, this thing's in action at the moment, but it's still goable because it hasn't happened. Oh, I think we've got a call. Nah, it's, if it's live, you can't do it. Was it cricket? Yeah, it's over. But when it, when it, so when the day ends today, are you going to be able to bet on it again? Probably. What is it? It's Mitch Stark to take the most wickets for Australia in the first innings. Yeah, so who, who's, is West Indies batting? We're batting. Oh, yeah, you'll be able to get on that by the time we get this out. Yeah, cool. Because uh, Hazelwood's out. Yeah. It's a day-night test. Mm-hmm. Pink ball. Yeah. Under lights. Fast bowler's dream. What's it paying? It's paying $3.45. And who are the... Is there some debutante bowlers playing at the mm, moment? No, nah, no debutantes, but just a couple of toilers. Okay. So he will... I think he'll go pretty well. Okay, good. I like that. Where can I find that, Minga? can find that in Australia, West Indies. Yep, got it. Also, oh, the top Oz wicket takeout, not first innings. Yeah. Oh, will, uh, will we be able to get on this? Because it's saying live betting here. Yeah, so when this day ends, because Australia will bat all day, so they won't have bowled yet. Yeah. So by the time this goes up, and I'll post that on the Instagram, mm. you'll be able to bet on it um, before play starts tomorrow. So, so Australia need to get through the night. Yeah, they will though. Yeah, well, so it's, so it's actually three for we've just lost another wicket. They'll um, get through. All right, I'll put it up tonight anyway. Oh, Steve Smith went out for a duck. <laughs> you know what his line was for this game? What's that? His line was a hundred and six. Oh, they can over and under. Over and under, like a dollar ninety. Ludicrous, isn't it? That is yeah. ludicrous. Yeah. Hmm. Is that hot? Yeah, wow. 106? Yeah. That's fucked. That is fucked. All right, what's so... Your, what's, what's your backup, Minga, in case we can't get on that? Do we have a backup? Backup for the cricket. You backup, got any motorsport back, bets? The, maybe. Oh, well, I'll tell you a fucking certainty. Yeah. I'll get a call from Hardman tomorrow abusing me. <laughs> That's paying a dollar ten. That's paying a dollar oh one. Dollar one. <laughs> <laughs> That's my certainty. All right, boys, so let's wrap it up there. Uh, that's the multi for the week. It's uh, Jan Blahovic, uh to beat Anchor Live in the UFC. Corbs, we've got the draw, Netherlands-Argentina, and Mitch Stark, most wickets in the first innings. Thanks for coming. All right, sweet. See you later. Cheers, boys. <laughs>